Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. <gasps> Welcome to Only Snoop. Welcome. Hello. Hopefully I caught you there. I really hope you turned uh, the your speaker all the way You're up. You're like, well, if something's happening, i got to turn this all the way up. To can you, in the edit, can you just make a five-minute pause between me being quiet and the loud sound? I can do that. I am capable of doing that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Guys, I didn't welcome. say I was going to do that, but I am capable of doing it. Well, I mean, that's... That's pretty cool too. Yeah, the idea of it is pretty cool. I don't. This uh, it's always fun for me. Sometimes we'll do something funny or weird or outside of the episode, and then I'll put it like a minute after the main episode, mm-hmm. and it's always funny to hear people that like stay. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, "Oh, little, I got it." Uh, there's sometimes like on a podcast, I'll like they'll do an ad at the very end, and like I'll kind of just like hit like a like I'll just kind of stop. Sk- I'll, yeah, <laughs> usually and I'm like, wait, why does it go on for like three minutes? Like, yeah. what ad goes that long? So I like I kind of like move forward a little bit, and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hit a little something. Guys, welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you could put your ears in to. You know the drill. We talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, anything really pop culture related that we get to, you know, geek out about, celebrate, have fun yes. with all of you. Yes, Yay. you can get in on the conversation by joining us over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. You can actually watch live over video chat, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And you can comment with all your friends. There's a good community. We're very lucky. But also, you can just listen to it every Monday, yeah. 5 a.m. PST. If you want to know other places, other platforms you can listen on, other than the one, other than the one that you're theoretically listening to it on now mm-hmm. if you're like wait can i download this twice you can you totally can um and if you want to check out videos we do on youtube events that we have all that sort of thing you can go to only stupid also merch yeah we do have merch merch all we have new media. merch coming soon yeah. and uh, new projects so to keep up with that onlystupidanswers.com there's a newsletter that'll help you out a little bit yeah so you can get the big announcements but joining us today is the people who are always here dj woldridge how are you i'm doing all well Yep, uh, and Sam's over here. <laughs> uh, DJ, Off to a good start. I- I'm very excited about this episode. We're going to be diving into Marvel. There's a burp coming. It'll come in a little bit. Yeah, get uh, ready for it, kids. We're going to talk about uh, like a postmortem on, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Infinity War. Infinity War, but uh, there's a term when you kind of like, uh, like autopsy? Postmortem. Yeah. Postmortem. You just, you just said it. No, there's okay. a different term I want to use. It'll come to you five seconds after With the we burp. end the show. Yes. Yeah, so good. we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about potential for the future for the rest of Phase 3 and Phase 4. Phase 4. You're throwing, you're speeding past that like that ain't nothing. We're about to pl- we're about to map out your future, kids. You know how important it is when you sit down with your college advisor to figure out what classes you're going to take? Well, move that so you can listen to this episode maybe a couple times because this is going to be important. So uh, listen up. Something we love that we like to start every episode with is that you can go to iTunes. We talked about places you could listen to the podcast. You can go on iTunes and give us a five-star review, and we love reading those five-star reviews. Also, if you know, just so you guys know how this works, while we do ask for them, they are how we keep going. (laughs) They are how we stay uh, relevant and uh, get more advertisers. And I know you guys just love advertisements, Mm -hmm. but that's how we keep the lights on here. And And keep this free for you. you. Keep it free for you guys and... We like to reward you guys by reading some of those. Yes. Also, they 
get it, keep us going throughout the week. So we yeah, have emotional. one here. Emotionally, yeah. yes. Uh, may I intro you and then yes. you want to read it? Okay, yes. so this is from Joe uh, Gilb, the best boils for making me cringe. I'm going to guess as a typo. Five stars. Go on. Ring endorsement. I don't know. I think he just called us boils. Yeah. Uh, love you guys. Been listening since SourceFed went debunked, but always wish DJ was on more. Anyway, oh, thanks, uh-huh. man. I can't believe I haven't taken the time to review you guys before. Looking forward to Chaos Theory and uh, being a patron for a long time coming. Oh, that was very sweet. We love our patrons, and thank you for leaving that comment. And as far as Chaos Theory goes, I'm glad you're super excited for it. Uh, update on that. For those that don't know, that's my self-published uh, comic book uh, that's Chaos Theory Zombies versus Dinosaurs. And we were working on Volume 2. Volume 1 was a big hit. Working on Volume 2. There was a Kickstarter. Bad news, Kickstarter didn't work out. Well, well. Yeah. So, uh, but there was so much support for it. Um, there was, in, in our create the people involved, the artists I was working with and everything put so much effort into it that it, it, it just didn't feel right to just let it go. So um, we took the lessons from the Kickstarter, uh, looked at kind of like what didn't work and what did, and we retooled it and we relaunched it on Indiegogo. And Volume One was originally launched on Indiegogo, so it's kind of a homecoming. Uh, but there's, uh, I instead of it originally was supposed to be like a five issues collected um, into uh, one big thing. You had this like uh, gold binding for yeah, it which, which was pretty impressive around, it, it weighed it's irresponsible weirdly it weighed so much it was shipping was gonna be a nightmare be honest, so it was lead <laughs> be honest so uh so instead of that it's gonna be just a standalone <laughs> graphic novel we're getting rid of the gold binding no uh but it's just gonna be a standalone graphic novel which means a couple things one uh it, i there's a lower overall funding goal which the actual funding goal now is what we achieved on the last campaign so it should be it should be pretty doable this time uh and also since i'm not going to do an issue like dispersing it over time you're going to get it sooner so instead of waiting till 2019 to get it you're going to get it in december of Ew. this year merry yeah. christmas and happy hanukkah some of the reward tiers are cheaper and uh i'm, I'm really excited about this project the people that were with us on the kickstarter are really excited for it so if you were with the kickstarter please join us over at Indiegogo. You can still find it by going to chaostheorycomic.com. Click the link in the description as well. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, if you were with us on the Kickstarter, check the most recent updates because there's since you were with us from the beginning, there's a little something extra special for you in that update. The uh, gold book. For people, <laughs> for people on uh, Patreon, there's mm-hmm. something a little bit special for them since they help keep the show going help us do what we do um and if you were kind of on the fence about it you didn't know you looked at the campaign on kickstarter and you're like i don't know please check this out a lot of things have changed and it, it is probably more up your alley now so give it some love help support indie comics uh and let's let's make something cool together should dj have a tier where i have to write a comic based on a suggestion you guys give me and i, and I do the art you can let me know if you want that because uh, it's gonna it it might cost a pretty penny and it's gonna be awful. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. So if you want if that, you're into that, if we can get enough support behind a tier that could be on a Kickstarter on Indiegogo, yeah. you can let me know. But go check that out. It's important. Go support DJ. God yes. dang it! But we want to go go ahead and open the show with one of our favorite segments. What we're into this week. Before Absolutely. we do that, let's give a shout out to something that's very important to the show. 
before we get into the fun stuff, yes. I do want to actually talk to you guys about something that's a little more serious. Not yeah. too serious, but it's something. It's a topic that we've talked about before that is sometimes hard for men to talk about because we sometimes get embarrassed. Hey, yes. guys, let's be real. We get embarrassed sometimes. We're insecure about some stuff that happens with our bodies. But let's talk about something that's real, that 66% of men uh, lose their hair by age of 35. And thing is, guys, when you start to notice your hair loss, it's kind of too late sometimes it's easier to keep that hair you have than to replace the hair that you lost now guys if you've noticed that your hairline's slowly starting to move backwards you got any bald spots why do you guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when you could you know turn to medicine and science and that's where 4hims.com steps up because 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care sexual wellness for men and thanks to science baldness can be optional hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair there's no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements these are prescription solutions backed by science no waiting rooms okay no more awkward doctor's visits you guys i know i know that feeling whenever you get a physical turn cough everyone always makes fun of it because it always feels awkward for everybody Absolutely. but hims is here to kind of help you out just a little bit it's so easy answer a few questions online and doctors will review and can prescribe you something to help you out products are shipped directly to your door so you don't need to go anywhere the solutions or possible solutions come straight to you and uh, guys i've checked this out uh there's people in my family uh, depending on which side of the family they come from there that have dealt with baldness and you know at some point i'm probably going to need to take a look at it just because that's just how genetics works that's exactly. how it's going to be and if i can get ahead of it might as well exactly so our listeners can get a trial month of hymns for just five dollars today right now while supplies last see the website for full details this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy so go to fordhims.com slash stupid that's fordhims.com slash stupid i want to do it one more time for fun just for the road fordhims.com slash stupid so go check that out f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash stupid go check it out back to the show want to do because it took a second for us to say what we're talking about so i'm just going to do like so we're talking about we're talking about for hymns.com mm. all right so what are we into this week dj this is actually um a big week in comics mm-hmm. and it's i think i feel like it's been a minute since we've really talked about comics specifically comics not just stuff inspired by comics but comics in particular so i was hoping that maybe uh we could discuss that a little bit because this week alone we had the launch of Brian Bendis's Man of Steel. It was his, great. His Superman run. Uh, the no- latest issue of Doomsday Clock. That was great. Uh, and the final issue of Justice League No Justice, which uh, <laughs> is going to lead into uh, the big Justice League relaunch and everything. Yes, yeah. it is. So, yes, it is. <laughs> so is there one of those that you'd like to start yes. with? Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about um, uh, Man of Steel. I feel like that's the biggest one that we both enjoyed yeah. a lot because it's brian michael bendis he made miles morales if you don't know he made uh he's uh jessica jones jessica jones uh and he makes he basically made luke cage the character that you really enjoy even though he's great but he the version that you usually know is kind of what he, yeah he kind of created uh, he had cool. a, a fantastic daredevil run which is which is part of the current popularity of the character mm-hmm. uh most of the, the show is based off frank miller's run but what's kept Daredevil within the com- comic book conversation over the past decade or so is Brian Bendis's run. Very cool. Yeah. So so he moved over to DC yep. and he they gave him a it's six issues something like that. Uh, maybe is, eight. I think it's 
And I think, isn't this just four? And then he's going to go over to his main run? Oh, that'd be, I wish it was more. Well, but I mean, it's going to be I mean, however long. Well, the way this is you structured. You've read some of his Marvel runs. It's probably going to be for, a, he's probably going to be writing Superman for a minute. For a minute. But I do like that the artists are changing every week. Yes. So it's uh, it's a pretty self-contained story that uh, the way it was the story was presented was that there is the new origin to why Krypton died or whatever, and there's this new character that Brian Michael Bendis created named Rogel Zar or something. Um, but it, it, what is beautiful about this story is the the man, the human side of Superman, which is very cool because they everyone like crypt the shows like Krypton and Supergirl really dive into like what does it mean to be a Kryptonian, and it's like well it doesn't actually mean anything because it's all fictional, even though it's fun. We could talk about the human side of the character absolutely and that's what this story does there's actually this really beautiful scene you pointed this one out i actually have a different scene that i really liked but you uh, let's talk about the uh, when he's flying and he accidentally hears the music oh my goodness yeah because you're right something that always appealed to me with superman and helped me fall in love also with... if you have never read a superman story i feel this is a good time to jump 100 percent, 100 percent. but and something that made me fall in love with the character was the man part of it like the, the i think superman um a lot of his a popularity is through his powers, which is also a lot of his his detractors. It's like, you can't hurt him and all that other stuff, um, which there are plenty of characters that can punch Superman pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the the human aspect of it, and so there's a, there's a couple moments, and I think you're going to bring up the other one, but uh, one of the moments I liked is when he's... There's a lot of little character touches because it starts off with two like super low rent Batman villains. One's threatening Killer Moth one. and Firefly. And Firefly and Killer Moth's like, "Hey man, where's the money?" Da da da. And Killer Moth's like, "Don't that he listens for that shit. <laughs> like it's, those are his keywords. Like uh, I heard somebody told me that he just listens for stuff like where's the money. And so Superman shows up and then he's he's listening for other stuff. Oh, it's great. He thought he they thought both of them had timed it so Superman wouldn't be in Metropolis. Yeah, when they did their no, of course, exactly, of course he heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so he's um uh, he's listening for other stuff. He's like listening. He thought he heard a scream, and so he's kind of like scanning. And he hears a girl performing a song for a friend of hers, like a cover, her own, yeah, yeah a cover, like a little acoustic cover. And he kind of gets lost in that moment. And it's just a really cool like humanizing. And that's something I like about Superman. That I feel like people don't invest in. I feel like a, a good, interesting take on the character is the idea if his just love for things, his mm-hmm. love. Because if you couldn't get hurt and you had these abilities, I think you'd have it's something that's kind of touched on in in uh, Grant Morrison's All Star Superman. Mm. This just lust for everything, like everything's just beautiful. You know what I mean? Like life is just a beautiful thing, and it's precious to him. And so little moments like that, really cool. And you get another moment where he's helping like some people out of a burning building, which yeah. is. Uh, it was a really cool visual but also then he's walking around inside of the wreckage of the house yeah and he or the apartment and he's just kind of looking through the walls and he's not looking at anything particular yeah, and it's yeah. re- they say it's arson but he can't really figure out why like he's not like immediately figuring out that this is arson who caused it whatever it's just like it's this moment of him just being inquisitive he doesn't yeah. know what happened and that's okay yeah. and like maybe we figure it out later maybe we don't but it doesn't matter and he has this really good back and forth which is kind of flirtatious with uh, another character but the way they're setting up this mystery and also the villain while he does seem like not the best because yeah. they're retconning again where Superman came from or whatever happened the way they're presenting it is actually really interesting because it's this person who is afraid of Krypton expanding forever and ever, or Kryptonian culture expanding forever and ever because it wouldn't last. And yeah. he was like, if we don't stop it, it could take out a lot of other people. So there is a noble side of what he's saying, but also it's just been told before. So we're, it's a little. Yeah, it's tough because um, in uh, Superman Earth 1, they introduced the idea that 
Krypton was specifically destroyed uh, uh, in a version. I like in Jeff John's Brainiac arc. It's Brainiac that destroys it. I think the my favorite version is actually from Superman the Animated S- Series, where Brainiac is like the AI that runs Krypton, and he figured out way before anybody else, and he suppresses the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I really like that particular take. But the point is, it's been done before. I do the 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 wrinkles are. You're right that uh, Czar, whatever his name is has a personal stake in it, but also the idea he's speaking to some sort of council of other aliens that includes a guardian of the guardian universe. Guardian and a couple, I think a Greek god too, which I think it's kind of like um, that Marvel has a version of that too, which is really highly powerful beings that all kind of make decisions on behalf of the whole universe. Which I don't recall being a common thing what in cool. DC Comics, so it's a cool inclusion, mm-hmm. and I think it, it helps add some texture to him. I... I I'm a little bit more on board with the character than I was with the DC Nation number zero yeah. one shot thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe with however many more issues this is, by the end, I'll be like, oh, this guy clicks for me. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like I said, there's going to be different artists on every issue. This was and, Ivan Rice and, and Joe Prado. And it's, oh my goodness, it's, it's so, so beautiful. Good. And um, also, Jason Farbach's going to do, he did, did the cover maybe, but he's also maybe going to do an issue. Uh, who, Doc who, Shanner's going to be That on makes one. me so... Yeah, yeah I'm, so good. He did... Uh, uh, I've been kind of on the fence with the Terrifics on on their run, and he did the most recent issue, and with his art, it's like, oh, shit, I get this book. Yeah. I get what it, its tone. It's, this is great. Mm-hmm. I, I really dug it. But moving on, Doomsday Clock number five, and there won't be... It'll be three months until the sixth yeah. issue, which is... Kind of killing me. I'm going to be honest. That's uh, that's that's. Uh, I know art takes time, but yeah. it's like it's really hard to stay to remember what we're dealing with, especially like because it's it's obviously really planned out. Very, it's very careful how yes. they're telling these stories. Uh, like you mentioned, you forgot that Saturn Girl and Warshack were working together, which yeah. is just like this weird fan fiction thing to be happening at all. Yeah. But it's cool that it's important, and also them them teaming up with someone from the JSA. So like yeah. there are two teams being represented here and being connected, and you get a hint of like the older Green Lantern. But also, I really like everything that's happening in Gotham. That yeah. was very very cool uh, seeing Osmondeus and or Ozymandias, however you want to say it, yeah. and Batman talking, yeah. which was very cool. And Jesus Christ, they dropped the bat signal off of roof and it smushes a bunch of people it sure does it sure sure, it fucking sure does. does and but there's a lot of and but one of the coolest things guys if you like stories where there's inclusion but sometimes a lot of media companies don't know what that means so they just kind of slam a bunch of uh multicultural characters together just because it's like hey look at us being progressive but they're not really yeah. in this there's actually a really cool thing where they end up explaining how because some nations are being are afraid of America stockpiling superhumans that they start building their own teams and so you actually see what China has done which is really cool because one of my favorite characters is the Superman of China with Wonder Woman and Batman and the Great Ten There's you see them you see India's super team which is very cool you see different European nations building out their own Africa as well like you're like that's part of the the supplemental material that's in the back and there's a lot of care put into that yeah just like in the original Watchmen run that Mm -hmm. supplemental material is really important to the to everything else that's going on, and there's a there's also a story going on throughout where you're seeing like a like a cult uh, detective story about yeah. like, like around Christmas time that's being played on a TV, but clearly this is like a mystery that's going to be played out later, which is really yeah, it's kind of a, that's kind of like um, the pirate uh, subplot in in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of love being put into it. It's beautiful. Gary Frank's art is gorgeous. Um, yeah, I, I'm really into it. I, and I say, like, it, I think it'll be really cool once it's done. You know, once you're not... Because I think the same thing happened to Watchmen. It's, it, there was a bunch of delays and stuff, but now we live in a time where it's a, a full 
collected thing that we don't need to worry about anymore. I think it's extremely interesting. It's yeah. like it, it feels kind of like a think piece a little bit, where it's like it it is sort of fan fiction, but also yeah. it's like. Well, can we talk about this world a little bit more? Are we really not supposed to? Um, I also, if you guys follow um, Carlton Cuse, could have the name wrong, but one of the lost people who did yeah. Leftovers and now is working on Watchmen. Uh, he for did, HBO. For HBO. And he wrote this like long piece about, like, I'm a fan. Yeah. And he wrote to Alan Moore, and like he's like, we had private conversations about this. And he's like, I'm not trying to tell Watchmen. I'm just trying to explore that world. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. Like, And the cast for that show looks really good. Like, yeah, I don't know who any of those people, who they're going to be. Don Johnson could possibly play the uh, the the comedian, which I feel like would be cool. a really cool casting decision, because like while Zack Snyder kind of just picked people who look like yeah. the comic book characters, that doesn't always mean that you got the right person for the job. Yeah. So I'm excited, and I thought that was very cool. It's just cool exploring this world and exploring different ideas, like how the new Rorschach he's mentally not okay because it was like people who are just barely not far enough away from a nuclear bomb yeah that's what he is and yeah. like it's that's horrible that's terrifying yeah. but anyways i enjoyed it's that interesting story. take take on on all these characters i think it's a worthy follow-up to watchmen mostly because it doesn't affect watchmen still is what it is it still exists uh it just doesn't change it detract from it any of that stuff you mm-hmm. know so so and it's just and i think it has some interesting comments on the the dc the main dc universe like ozymandias has basically explains his philosophy of the batman that he thinks the superman batman dc universe is way worse off than uh the watchman universe which i personally don't think is true considering the the state of the watchman universe in this comic oh it's, it's awful yeah. but hey and from his point also of view, might be non-existent it might true but yeah. all not the universe but like yeah. earth is yeah. might kinda, be non-existent yeah. on, on the watchman side of things but He's also kind of not wrong. He's not wrong. It's kind of like everyone's like, Daniel was right. Bring yeah. it back to the topic of the show. <gasps> but it's like people are like, he's right. And it's like, he's not because he's a genocidal maniac. And Ozymandias is a genocidal maniac. Yeah. But also there's ideas there that aren't wrong. There that, that you can go about them in the wrong way and they can get perverted. But he's like, you're doing cat and mouse games all the time where it's just murdering civilians. And you just, and you're just dressing up like this. Yeah. Which, if you try to apply like real world logic to this, it would be a fucking nightmare to yeah. live in a world like this. Bubastis is cute though. Bubastis, the little baby, he's a little baby. Nah. He's so cute. Also, he like I remember they set this up in a previous issue. He can track Doctor Manhattan, kind of. That's why he brought him. Sure, probably not. He just wants to be the evil villain with the cat. I don't blame him. I want that cat too. And driving the owl thing is makes me really happy. Uh, and again, the, not just the driving the owl thing. That whole sequence is just gorgeous. Just Gary Frank is doing stellar work. I say, even though it's tough, I say give him his time. Uh, my only real issue with that is I feel like this was supposed to lead to kind of like the next phase of DC Rebirth, the next phase of the DCU. So I feel like because there's so many delays that they're kind of having to call an audible uh-huh. and do kind of like another thing, which leads us to uh, Justice League No Justice. <laughs> mm. I think all no, I think what I get from it, which yeah. you're, I think I, I agree with you to a point, but also I feel like there's a lot of stuff set up in. The doomsday clock is supposed to happen in the future from what the current timeline is yeah that sometimes there's like characters that are back and you're like who no who's that like no. I, like when firestorm's there and he's talking to the professor new 52 that that's not true that's yeah. just not what the character is yeah. so new justice and everything like that having new teams and dealing with new characters it feels like they're seeding and leading up to possibly mm-hmm. i because because you're right this was supposed to be this was supposed to be set a year in the future and they were supposed to catch up to it but now with all the delays that's gonna be like two years mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i, I just reading no justice it it feels like a really cool idea 
that they came up with in like an afternoon. Oh, yeah. And then they had to just run with it. Because there was it, no reason for any of those teams to exist. Like, yeah. most, of the, most of the... Why is Etrig in there? So Why is Raven there? Yeah, so for those that don't know, No Justice was a four-issue um, series that took place this past month. Uh, and it's supposed to be setting up Scott Snyder's new Justice League run. Mm. Um, and, and two other Justice Leagues, but yeah. Yeah, and the concept is that uh, these, basically Eternals, um, the, these these world-devouring creatures. Big have, robots. Yeah, come in through the source wall because they broke that in DC Metal. And Brainiac, the only way to stop them is Brainiac is like, you need to make new teams. And so he makes four different Justice Leagues. And they're really cool lineups. There, there's good guys. There's bad guys. There's Teen Titans. There's the whole thing. And then, But when the actual action of the issues happening, it's basically like the leader of each team fixes the thing. And the other ones are there to be like, cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but why did we bother making all these teams if they're not going to do anything? Oops. You're right. It's, it sure is pretty. Yeah, well, and but it's the other thing too is is it was, I I don't know about you, but like going into it, there was a lot of hype about Francis Manipul doing the art, and he's his work is gorgeous, and he does like the first issue and the last issue, and then a couple pages and the issues in between. So the whole thing feels kind of rushed to me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so I'm wondering if that maybe is a response to they realized, oh shit, Doomsday Clock's going to take an extra year. Uh, what do we do? No justice. Hey, I I I didn't hate it. It didn't live up to its potential. No, it didn't. Uh, and the only things that bothered me, other than the fact that you have these really cool teams that you almost do nothing with, it, there's wonky characterization. Like, Starro now has a personality that has never at all ever been associated with the character, and there's almost no explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the series is over now, so minor spoilers. Uh, Brainiac 2.0 is is part of it. And you, you might know him from Legion, which is like a proto-Legion of superheroes. If you do. If yeah. you happen to know that. And yeah. I don't like the direction they take the character. In. No, they he just, goes fucking crazy. Yeah, and I, it, I, I, I always liked that characterization of the character where he's a good guy, he's just an asshole. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting, and now it's like, no, full-on crazy bad guy. And, and it's not that they don't lay the groundwork for him to do that but it's yeah. just i don't like that take on the character maybe he'll grow or whatever i thought it would have been cooler it's like if he becomes one of part of one of these justice leagues or something i think that's a like complicated the, the space the space justice league yeah i'm excited for all the spinoff books yeah like all the the new justice league dark justice league odyssey and justice league america it's cool that wonder woman and cyborg have two different teams they are they they yeah. have their uh, space and uh, magic one, and then they have the main book as well. Yeah, yeah. And I like Martian Manhunter back, but Martian, it, that, and that scene's great. There, there's moments that are that are cool, and then but there's other moments where it's like, oh, Luce, Lex Luthor decides to be he's going to be bad again. Why was it like a deep character altering moment? Like he a realization. So like, oh no, he grabs a space seed, and the space seed basically like, you're bad. He's like, okay, and okay. then he hands it off to somebody, and it's like that's what it doesn't mean anything. And well, it, well, you know, <laughs> I, I honestly, there's like not too much else to say. But hey, Man of Steel, Doomsday Clock. If you guys want like a really interesting story, and you like, I don't want to know if I know enough. These books do the groundwork to make you feel smart and yeah. be a part of the story, which is really cool. Doomsday Clock, you're only a couple issues back. We're only five issues in, and believe you could go me, buy you, them somewhere. You have time to catch up. Yeah, you, you have the time. You have time to read the other books that would lay the groundwork for this. You have time to read Watchmen, read before Watchmen, that spinoff they did, and then, not that you need to, then the Rebirth books. You have time. Yeah, you have plenty of time. <laughs> and you're right. If, you're, if you've if you never picked up a Superman book or whatever, actually, The Man of Steel, number one, Brian Bendis, uh, Ivan Reese, Joe Prado, you can just pick it up and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to read really quick from our Reddit before yes. we get into our main discussion. Uh, let's see. 
I like this one from Dr. Bob 10. Guys, gals, others, I have started watching a Twitch slash YouTube channel called Perception Check D&D. It is puppets playing, in parentheses, badly, D&D. It is so entertaining. Also, a podcast called D&D is for Nerds, which is an Australian radio show following an evil and ridiculous D&D group. So freaking funny. Audibly laugh out loud at work listening to this show. Awesome. Good podcast recommendations. Also, guys, Science Versus, if you'd like to know, uh, like, if it, like, hot button topics um like in the world of health or science or just anything yeah pop culture this podcast called science versus i'm a big fan of it they they really like try to bring up the facts and talk about it one of my favorite ones was they did one on bigfoot and they're like well could it exist and they keep trying to like you can hear them just trying to be positive but Mm -hmm. at the end it's like probably not probably not yeah but the part of science is that like it's theories and the adventuring and making leaps and bounds And, and so they're like we'll stay positive but Probably, Probably not. not. Hey, also, maybe we'll find an alien planet where Bigfoot exists. Maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah. There's always a maybe. Throw a maybe out there. That's fine. Uh, that one's really good. And uh, if you guys are big fans of space, which uh, the podcast, The Habitat, kind of reignited my love of space, uh, there's a podcast called I Need My Space where they interview astronauts. And it's very cool. Like, uh, I know when I told you about it, you just got more scared of space. But uh, Yeah, it doesn't sound appealing to me. But like, I, good for them. Good for them. And it was a very uh, sweet uh, it's a very sweet podcast where it, it's fans like how we talk about this stuff. They talk about mm-hmm. space and they talk about the possibilities out there when it's not grounded. It's not in sci-fi. It's just where are we at now? Yeah. And it's a true love of science nice. and what we what we can accomplish now and what we think we can accomplish in the next 20 years. Nice. So anyways, enough of that. Uh, God bless those people, though, because I definitely want to travel in space once they just like travel like to an another. elevator. Yeah. Is, once they take all the scary stuff. Yeah. Because we've basically taken out most of the scary stuff of just general flying. Mm-hmm. Still not a fan. But I'll do it. This might not be for you, then. <laughs> um, but before we get into Avengers 4 postmortem, mm-hmm. let's say hi to one of our friends yes. on the show. Guys, we got another friend of the show here stopping by the studio. Thank you so much, Simple Contacts. Now, guys, we talked about Simple Contacts before, but if you guys don't know, it's the most convenient way to renew your contacts lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. It's vision care for the 21st century. Yes, it is. I've used it, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But if you need to renew your prescription, just take a quick five-minute vision test from your phone or computer. Yes, that's how easy it is. You can do it from anywhere. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor, and you receive a renewed prescription and reorder your contacts. Lickety split. It's so fast, it'll blow your guys' dang mind. All you need is your current contacts, an internet connection, and 10 feet of space pretty easy. Now, there's a million things demanding your time nowadays. Isn't that correct? And contact lenses shouldn't be one of them. With simple contacts, you can renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in minutes. No more doctor's offices or waiting rooms. That, I have to... I I know you don't wear contacts, but I have to set aside such a large chunk of my day to go do that. Now, to put this out there, I just need to say, this does not replace your full periodic eye health exam. You still need to do those, but if you need to re-up your prescription or just get more contacts, you can do that with our friends over at Simple Contacts. Amazing. And they offer choices for uh, every type of brand and type of lenses. And also, they're reliable. It's designed by doctors and licensed ophthalmologists review every single test carefully to make sure your eyes look healthy and that your vision hasn't changed. And like we said, you take a little self-guided test at home, and it takes about five minutes. Not a big deal. Save you some time. Save you some money. You can get delivered straight to your door, and they've been rated five stars over 3,000 times on the App Store. So they're pretty great. The vision test is only $20 compared to your appointment, which could, without insurance, cost up to $200. And contact lenses prices are unbeatable here at Simple Contacts. Standard shipping is free. And best of all, we're offering a promotion for our listeners. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell so, yeah. So you can get $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash 
answers or enter our code answers in case you missed it all right in case you in case there was so much flying by you you didn't catch it the first time you can go get $30 off your contacts by going to simplecontacts.com slash answers or you can use our code answers at checkout easy peasy like we said not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam but if you need some new prescripties sent right to your door check out simple contacts check out the link in the description of this episode just but go do it moving on do love my simple contacts so much <laughs> let's talk about avengers anyway. yeah so so it's been a month since uh, avengers and jesus War. christ <laughs> it feels like a lifetime right we've talked no, about I it want so to much. scream oh my god time's moving so fast and it never stops oh uh, my god so um <laughs> so let's let's break it down like let's now that it's been a month what how are your, what are your thoughts what on do you it? hate about it now dj <laughs> no uh i i want actually i saw it three times yeah. and there it was still very enjoyable every single time i enjoy the risks and i understand why people are like well this doesn't mean anything because there's another movie coming out and i don't know if we would all be saying that if like we didn't know there was a part two i feel like we wouldn't be saying that also like if this movie came out 20 years ago everyone would be like oh my god i yeah oh my. It, also if spider-man wasn't one of the people that disappeared we'd be like oh my god yeah. doctor I, strange and the guardians I, of the galaxy are dead <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i think we would still people i think actually we'd be more dissatisfied if we didn't know there was a second movie coming out uh true but also it's like it's cool to take a risk and like and show people losing because it Definitely. would make the the finale even more sweeter and it shows someone actually posted online i really like this idea where it's like hey Thanos is going to be fucking pissed in the next movie. While they like seated that he has maybe some regrets about what happened, even yeah. though he is content that he thought he thinks he's doing something good. Yeah. Imagine if people tried to undo that and he went through all that emotional trauma and had to make those sacrifices. And he's like, no, uh-uh. we, even though I don't agree with what he did, but yeah. it just from a character standpoint of writing that, I like writing that character. I, that's super compelling. I thought of a metaphor in our real world today but then i started playing it out in my head and it's like it might be more complicated than i give it credit for so i'm going to leave it at that you're right uh-huh it would be pissed and and honestly if you know you're doing a part one and a part two and you're doing something of this scale and you're working off the comic book you're working off of i i think it was really good of them to really commit to to going for it to mm-hmm. really going for it i hope they they i i will be genuinely surprised if um a good chunk of this is spoilers. We're just going to go into it. It's been a month. It's been a month. Yeah. Most of the people in it's the world the have seen it. It's the biggest movie in the world. Yeah. So, so every I'm hoping they kind of stick with the deaths before the snap. Mm. For a while. Sticking. Like yeah. other than other than I feel like obviously Gamora um cuz I just have trouble conceiving of a of a Guardians movie without her. Mm. Um that I, I hope they stick to that and um, and it, yeah, it's a it's a very visceral and a visceral entertaining film. Yes, and it they really kind of fixed Thor. <laughs> they kind of really like made him. I like the new it, take on Thor. Yeah, because they, they make it, they tone back some of the jokes from Thor Ragnarok, but mm-hmm. they're still there, which is like good. Do yeah. that. That's enjoyable. And I know you didn't you didn't enjoy that movie very much uh, as much as other people. Yes, I'll say it that way. And you don't really enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I'm not the biggest fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies overall just because I don't it's just not my sense of humor. Yeah, so I feel like that part wasn't and great so that's not, that was a majority of the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not clicking for you. It's hard for the rest of it to click and and I and I think that that kind of affected Infinity War. I, I you know what's weird is I'll say that like it was entertaining and part of me actually would like to own it 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I I own movies that I find entertaining that aren't necessarily movies I'd argue are great movies. I own Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. Which oh, that's are, okay. Which are movies I enjoy. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, I just realized what you just said. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoy I enjoy those movies. I enjoy components of those movies, but I wouldn't necessarily go out on a limb and be like, these movies are great. And I feel like Infinity War is the same way. It's entertaining enough mm-hmm. that almost re- realistically, almost based on that first half hour, it's worth because I love that that first half hour when first half hour is you start on Thor's ship. Yeah. They send Hulk to Earth. Hulk is like Bruce is like, hey, things are fucked up. Ebony Moss shows up. It's basically everything, everything before the Guardians of the Galaxy show, show up is basically perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love uh, someone was talking online, like kind of like now analyzing the movie. I immediately interpreted it as the Hulk doesn't want to uh, come out because he got his ass beat yeah. which i thought when you explore that more that's interesting yeah. but also i like the idea he's like no i'm done like i don't want to help you anymore yeah. i don't want like can we die <laughs> can we just like i'm tired of i'm the one that gets hit i'm yeah. the one who has to do all the work and you just cry yeah you just freak out all the time i'd be it'd be interesting to see them have to talk about that i am very much looking forward to four and kind of hope, hope i'm hoping they kind of unpack some more of the character stuff i want to see steve and tony that's what they said they they planning for season or season four. Yeah. Season four. Yeah. yeah, that's what phase four. That's what it actually means, everybody. Mm-hmm. There's seasons. Uh, but no, in, in Avengers 4, that is that they're going to actually dive into those character moments. And I've yeah. heard that Captain America has a really big... That's that's his movie. Good. I'm, yeah, I'm Which hoping... is fine. Also, there's so much ground to cover that's space-oriented. And even though... I, I, I'm fine with the level that Cap was used in this movie and Black Panther and everybody. Mm-hmm. Because also Black Panther just had the movie yeah. before. So that's that's okay with me. But also, they're more like ground level. Like They, they handle those kinds of threats yeah. in comparison. Yeah. So I was fine how they were used. But I'm excited to see them be used more. And also you get to challenge Cap's morality. Like, I mean, yeah. those writers have been with them since the beginning, so let's see where they want to end, like, bring their character to an end. Yeah, I ca- yeah, I think it'd be cool to see how they wrap that up. I, I hope I hope Tony and Cap really butt heads, because, again, I think I've said this a bunch. We, we question Tony's morality a lot. Mm. I'd like a moment for them to be like, Cap is kind of just as responsible for the situation as Tony is. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean? that's what you've been, you've been championing yeah, for. Yeah, because, like... Tony gets all the big blame for uh, the the Accords and for Ultron, but it's like realistically, if he gets Ultron more than Cap, Cap can't use his phone. So yeah, <laughs> well no, I mean, but no, it, but yeah, those are the things we give to Tony. But things we could give to Cap is like we don't have Shield because of Cap. Mm-hmm. He made that call. We don't have the Avengers because of Cap. Mm-hmm. Like the and and you can make those no compromise arguments. But like realistically, I, I I think there's an argument to me that they that they both could have done things a little bit better, and I and I'd, I'd like them to to explore that. I I like a little bit more character focus. I'd like a little bit more. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's. I'm interested to see how they they wrap it up because it is it, it's. We watched all these movies. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a phase three wrap up in the next few weeks. Yes. We, we watched all these movies. And it's weird how they have a lot of the pros of both movies and TV shows, and a lot of the cons in, to, in, in which one in the MCU because yeah. they're not they're movies, yeah, but they're kind of structured like a TV show. Mm-hmm. But like because they're movies, like the character arcs are kind of like all over the place. Like mm-hmm. what was what was Iron Man's big revelation in Iron Man three? He doesn't need the arc reactor anymore. He's more than the armor. I can't believe they made that arc. I can't believe that that's where I didn't feel like that's where the arc was gonna 
go. If why did they get rid of it? And then why did they so get now rid by, of it? Now by Avengers three, he's got the whole nanite suit or whatever. What was Cap's big revelation? Cap three, he leaves the shield behind. He's leaving it behind. You know what I mean? And now we give him new shields. Thor, he doesn't need a hammer. He's powerful without the hammer. What's his first thing in in mm-hmm. uh, Avengers three? I need a hammer. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Hulk's big thing at the end of Thor Ragnarok. I'm st- oh shit! I'm stuck as Hulk forever within seconds of Avengers Infinity War. Uh, never mind, he's not Hulk anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it, there, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting. It, Marvel's created a really ambitious, interesting thing, and I don't think all of it works. But obviously, it's hugely successful. It's is, hugely is it important to what we do. For me, I'd say not all of it is a uh, home run. Yeah, but usually, most of the time. It works for me, but anyways, continue. With yeah, what you're yeah. That, no, I think that's a, I think that's fair. I it's it's, it's interesting, I, and I'll be interested as we as we talk about uh, phase four and everything. It'll be interesting to see what they do now that they've kind of wrapped this up. Like it'll be interesting to see how they they move forward. I yeah, it's it's um it's hard to say any like definitive stuff because it's like this isn't the wrap up no uh-uh. Avengers 4 is the wrap up there's a movie coming out in weeks it, we, movie's coming out in weeks another one's coming out at the beginning of next year and then there's Avengers 4 Captain Marvel I'm really excited for just because I have zero expectations Coulson's gonna be in it uh, young Nick Fury's gonna be in it which is cool yeah it's just kind of it's like a it's such a cool little like last little present before the end it's yeah. it's super interesting what they're gonna do also I'm excited to see just Captain Marvel being a part of it because it's like a Superman level character yeah. being in the MCU, which is going to be crazy. Just like the power level of some of these characters that exist in this world is, yeah. it's fun. And theoretically, she's going to factor in for. I, I'm also interested she's, with the fact no, I mean, that we have if they're introducing, she has to like she ha- has, has to. to. It's also funny that it's like we don't know anything about four. Not at all. You know what I mean? Not at all. Besides, no, not at all. Yeah. Ant Man will be there. We Maybe. do know that. Maybe. We don't know. All that footage they shot was actually for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Fuck me. <laughs> they recreated the whole Avengers New York scene for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Did you see that some people online, the, the time sliding it thing? It does look a lot looks like a, cables. It looks a lot like it. That's a, probably a happy accident, right? Because mm. the deal's not. No deal's been made. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine, and I think Deadpool. It would make more sense to me if Deadpool was in production. They saw that and they're like, "Yeah, we're doing that." But I think it was in production well before any of that stuff leaked. Mm. You know, mm. I don't know. No, would it be one of? The, I want to do our DC building episode yeah. because I have like a perfect way of I think of like getting people excited about DC once again, like DC movies, like really excited about them. Yeah. But like I was, I, I, I pulled over so I could write down some of the ideas because nice. I was so excited about Is it. Is there, so you're, you're, uh, I think, I think we're both pretty much, we, we enjoy the MCU. We enjoy what they built. Yeah, I, it's one of them. I think it's one of the most ambitious. Cause I'll say one of, since we're, I don't know how the future is going to play out. It's one of the most ambitious movie projects, period. Yeah. It's like, you can say that some movies, they take a lot of risks and like they, they try to tell stories that have never been told. And while some of these stories do become repetitive, like it's Iron Man plus magic, you can get yeah. Doctor Strange, but whatever, like, it, but whatever, because this is creating one of the biggest franchises of all time in film and it's investing people into one of the, like you kind of call it a TV series. The globe is into a TV show yeah. and they have the budget to make these amazing stories, these enormous, like the scale of it. Like we saw Thor 
restart a star yeah. to make a weapon to kill a, a villain. Yeah. That's kind of fucking cool. That is super cool. And also, audiences understood what was happening. Yeah. That's got to be kind of really hard, too. Is there something that you, in hindsight, looking at the past decade, is there something that maybe you'd wish they'd done differently, something you think they could have done differently? Inhumans. Sure. <laughs> How about the movies? Let's stick with been, the movies. Because okay. the TV shows, we could start Oof. with Iron Fist. Uh, uh, and also, I never needed the Inhumans to be in anything. I never needed them to be in the MCU. Inhumans would have been cool if you had a Fantastic Four series. and Because they kind of started setting up with the original. It was like Fantastic Four. And then it's Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer. If you did Fantastic Four and the Inhumans. Like mm. something like that. Because that's where they were introduced. And that's a good way. Because they're fucking weird. That's a good way to kind of introduce them. Anyway. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Uh, I, it would have been... Looking back, it would. I wouldn't have taken away... Tony's I wouldn't have taken away the chest plate yeah. I wouldn't have blown up the armor even though the visuals of those were fun yeah there's a way to end it with him uh you know like keeping that thing yeah. there because it's part of the it's part of the suit he ends up wearing it later anyways you know it's like a protective thing and it kind of undoes a lot of uh undoes a lot of those decisions later in other movies like when he has the nanite part it's yeah. like is that in your shirt like where is that yeah. um exactly I thought that was kind of dumb. Uh, I wouldn't have had that change. I'm fine with uh, Cap throwing down the shield because it also is showing that that doesn't that shield doesn't represent all that he is. Yeah. And so there's more to it. And if you give him another shield, it's just like, hey, his weapon of choice is usually a shield. He's really good with it. Yeah. So I'm fine with him having one. And with Thor, that made no sense because I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I totally buy that he's like the god of thunder without the hammer like i get it yeah and there's been a lot of things of like wait is groot worthy it's a different hammer it doesn't have the same enchantment yeah also it the hammer wasn't like put together fully yet he just kind of he's like he's the yeah. glue do you call glue <laughs> is worthy, glue worthy? You no know, it's just glue yeah i think it'd be i wonder if this would hamstring people more i kind of wish they in some ways like i, I think it may be interesting if they picked and maybe going forward Picked a lane. Is this or, is this a t is this, not not that it's a TV series, but is this a serialized thing, and we're going to stick to an overarching arc, or we're going to let the filmmakers make the movies they want to make? Mm-hmm. Because this kind of in between place, it's like the, the the Hulk we end up with in Ragnarok and um, and Avengers: Infinity War is a different character than the Hulk in Avengers, and the Hulk, definitely the Hulk in Incredible Hulk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, and if they're the and a lot of times they'll explain like transitions in the growth of their character. It's like, well, that happened in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not interesting. Like, that's not you, you could say any. You could do that with anything. What do you mean exactly? Like, like you Hulk. Mean- it's like, well, why does Hulk like a, act like a big man, baby? Well, in the past two years, this happened. Mm-hmm. That's not character development. That's not how that works. I, 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 I would argue. Mm, I'm going to say it. I already started saying it. I would argue that the CW crossover events are better big ass crossovers than Infinity War. Mm. Mostly, mostly because the serialized nature of a TV show. I feel like that benefits those big crossovers and superhero storytelling better, as far as a overarching narrative mm-hmm. than than the than these standalone movies hmm. and so if you had a tighter like no you can't hulk, hulk has to behave in a way that's in line with what we understand of the character mm-hmm. it's tough because now you're t- tying somebody like taiko Titi's hands mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it is 
more consistent. And guess what? Nothing I said matters because all those movies make all those money. They the do. Money. I don't, and I don't know if I. I'll, I'll put this out there just to yeah. make sure it's not. That's not a uniform. Like I don't think I. Uh, the CW is also pretty messy. Like if you look at the Nazi crossover one. Most of that is spent trying to take a heart out of one of the heroes when they did have the Nazis had a time machine to go back in time and just fix everything. Cha- they could have changed literally everything. Yeah, oh, I'm, but, but there, but there's just as many messy stuff in Infinity War. D- almost, the, no, you, there's I mean, messy stuff. The, yeah. uh, it, but they literally had a a reset button on a universe, and they were just like, but yeah. Well, Doctor Strange literally had a time travel device that he didn't use. Fourteen the million. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen. Million and again, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous number too. Is entertaining, but it's not the same level of movie as something like Black Panther because Black Panther has something to say and it says it well. You know what I mean? Mm. I can I enjoy them for different reasons, and Black Panther does function as just a movie. Yeah, almost. There's there is a little bit of baggage from like Civil War that you're like, well, you have to know that the dad died. The dad died, and and T'Challa actually had an arc in that, and he doesn't have an arc in Black Panther. Besides, he 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 changes his mind, but he doesn't his his characterization doesn't change very. No, and I don't know if his characterization needs to change, but the idea that he starts off with kind of like following his father's footsteps of having a closed Wakanda, by the end he's like, no, we're going to open an embassy. T'Challa actually has two of the best arcs in the entire MCU in Civil War and Black Panther. But to be fair, also his dad was at that UN meeting because they were opening the doors. That's he was sending out uh, emissaries to other countries to do aid, and they, well, they, they and they died. They, and he was responding to that. So he was responding. But it, wasn't, the, it wasn't. He wasn't revealing Wakanda to the world, which that, is what T'Challa does at the end. You are you are right about yeah. that. But there was still there were seeds of that, and then they just completed it. And anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. Black Panther is a really good movie. Yes, we're just analyzing it. No, you're saying uh, you hate Black Panther and Infinity War is amazing. I quote get me. it. I told me <laughs> on record. Quote me. <laughs> No, I enjoy both movies, but we can go back and forth on this all day where uh, I want to talk about Phase 4. I want to talk about where we go after fa- after Avengers 4. So let's imagine everyone's brutally murdered. Like you have to watch <laughs> Spider-Man just get eviscerated. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is coming out. Yeah. What happens after that? Uh, there, also, there the movie stuff. comes out months after <laughs> Avengers. Which so. is a really interesting. I was reading an article. That it's a really interesting challenge. Like how do you advertise a movie – where theoretically, like, do you spoil Infinity War or the sequel to Infinity War, or do you try and actually trick people, then think Spider Man's dead? Which uh, spoiler? That's what Justice League tried, and it didn't work out for them with Superman. So the answer is you spoil Avengers Four. I think what you do, I think, because it's an it, what they've talked about for Spider Man Two is that it's an international movie. Yeah, you make other Spider People. I don't need that. I need Miles Morales. I think <sighs> I, I would really dig Miles Morales. I'm I yeah I, if, if for. Spider Man, Spider Woman, Silk, all of them, every Spider Ham. That's sorry, it's a Spider Ham movie. That's what I forgot. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. Um, from uh, I and now you sold me on Spider Ham. There nah, you go. Man, sorry, hold never on. mind. Let me throw this all out. I'm on Spider Ham. Spider Ham beats Thanos. Yes. Yeah. Of course, you have to always get that weird. He gets the Infinity Gauntlet. Yay! Everything becomes a cartoon, and everything just if there's ever been a story problem, cartoon. Yeah. It doesn't it's a fine cartoon because it doesn't make any sense. But I think a way that movie could work is that you do talk about other spider people. You don't need to throw like five of them in there. You just have one other person. Because also Peter talking to someone like that and kind of since you already have like a a mentor role between him and Iron Man, having the younger kid have to kind of try to keep another kid in line, like try to make sure. But now now you've revealed that Peter Parker's around. You don't have to show him. 
Well, but, okay, so here, but here's the thing, though. So if you tell me, Spider-Man, what if you just saw like Thwip and you saw people being taken out, but you're like, you never see anyone in it. You're like, Wait, what? Is, what's happening really? in this movie? If, if I'm just living my day to day, right, uh-huh. and I'm not doing what we do, and I see, uh, cool, Spider-Man Two. Guess what? It's Spider-Woman and Miles Morales and da 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 and Silk. I'm not going. That's you. I'm not gonna go. That's you. I don't need a. I don't need a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man in it. Spider-Man's in it. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Get him, Twitter. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> I'm excited for Into the Spider-Verse. I just, I think... Me too. I think... Could you imagine? That trailer came out so long ago, and that movie is like ha- over half a year away. Yeah. That's a bit... I, yeah, a I, would, love, I would get excited for Miles Morales uh, if we weren't young. If we were like Toby, If Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, was his mentor, Ew. fuck yeah. Well, no, because he's an older <laughs> Spider-Man. I think that's when you... Inter- you don't introduce high school Spider-Man, and then have him die in high school, and then introduce Miles Morales. That's not... That's cool. I want I want to see you've introduced Peter Parker to the MCU. I want to see him be a part of the MCU for a minute, mm-hmm. and then you can introduce Miles Morales. He has now is Peter's going to show up in Avengers Four, obviously yeah. in some capacity, and then he'll be in Spider Man Two. Yeah. That's his fifth appearance. Which in is the, crazy to think about. In his the MCU, sec, his second standalone movie is his fifth appearance. He's been in more Spider Man movies than both of the Spider Man actors. It's crazy. After Spider Man Two's done, yeah, he's been in both more than both of them combined. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Well, it's five total for them. And so, so yeah, so it's yeah. the same amount, but that's still crazy. Yep, it is. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind showing other uh, spider people in there. I think you could still get some good stories, and you could show you could show just the absence of what it is. You can get a version of the trailer out without Spider Man being in it. It'll be okay. I, I, that's what they did with Justice League. With like, no, Superman's not in it, but is he? Wink, and it did not work for them. So I say, spoil. Listen, we all know hey, he's. Co- we all equally, know Peter Parker's coming back. Nobody, I think, is under the illusion that Peter Parker is dead. So show him, show him in his movie, and but, just let it be. But think about this though. We showed John Connor in Terminator Genesis, and that ruined the movie. That was the big twist. Wait, which which movie are we? Twi- is this Spider Man Two twisting or what? Terminator Genesis. I, well, I know, but like, which what are we comparing this to? Spoiling Avengers Four or yeah. spoiling Spider Man Homecoming? Yeah, yeah. What what is the what is the John Connor reveal in this situation? It's zoned out mid sentence. Also, don't know. by the way, I'm not sure that was the only thing that ruined the movie. You're not wrong. <laughs> Hey, he got some truth there. But anyways, moving forward, yes. there's a bunch of other characters you can kind of dabble with. And yeah. I think because Xandar, cut, we know that it got eliminated. And also, I'm fine that they didn't show it. I'm sure. Yeah, I was talking to somebody that was like bothered by that. It's like, there's enough in the movie. Are you connected really a lot to Xandar? Also, there's Did- so much. I would not have hated it if that movie starred in Thanos had all but like two of the, to- two of the stones. <laughs> like, hey, let's just cut to the chase, man. Uh, I did like that we got like the soul. I liked all the soul gems. The soul stuff was great. I don't know if I needed them to go to nowhere to deal with the collector again like he could have just had the reality stone and you didn't we like been... him waving in the background and the you didn't like well, tobias one, in the back Is that tobias t- was fun but also you and i both had the question of whether that was benicio del toro or not which yeah. makes, leads me to believe like maybe you didn't need it maybe anyway. he did. <laughs> uh they couldn't get john c riley and glenn close back also instead of um hulk being like man i don't want to fight if you already had the reality stone maybe he changes reality so that bruce banner's just not hulk anymore <sighs> And then, and then you have the question of Bruce Banner. Is he happier just as Bruce Banner? Here's a question. Why'd they rebuild the Bifrost if he can just do that with the sword? In Thor, and then the Thor. Why'd they rebuild it at all? Uh-huh. What does it mean exactly? Yeah. 
Oops. Yeah, there's a lot of, especially anything connected with the Thor movies. Oops. Like, hold on, wait a second. Why is there an Infinity Gauntlet there? Why is, uh, wait, never mind. Wait, Don't wait. ask those questions. And then it's like fake. It's like, but wait, he made a big deal about building one. So there was a fake one, even though he hadn't built it yet. What? Wait a second. Yeah, when did he get it? I did do a video kind of explaining the, like, the, it does make sense when he has the gauntlet in the end of Avengers 2. That's fine. I made enough sense. Because theoretically, he went and he melted Peter Dinklage's hands. After, it, like That happened prior to Avengers or well, 2. Basically. That's fine. Yeah, prior to because Thor 2 had happened. Thor wasn't on, at, uh, at Asgard. He was yeah. on Earth. And um, Loki was in charge, so he wasn't taking care of the realm. So that could have happened in that time. Yes. Why there was another one? It sounded like he came up with the idea. Yeah. It sounded like Peter Dinklage's character came up with the idea yeah. for that. Anyways, doesn't matter. Maybe it was something. For, I made this nice, like... Uh, paper paperweight mm. for Odin that looked really cool and he's like I need a glove I'm like wait a second I got an idea yeah, make it shine there's lights at the end the, the lights come out of the fingies uh, but what I was saying is Xandar could be like rebuilt yeah. and they're like we can't let this happen again we need to actually up our Nova Corps a lot so yeah. you end up actually dealing with Nova and I think you don't have to call it Nova but you could come up with a cool subtitle for it and you could really deal with um, even though everyone loves Richard Ryder for literally no wrong. reason wrong. at You're all wrong. You could do Sam Rich- Alexander, who's actually compelling because uh, he would be repar- – he could be – he so is so repar- much shade for Richard Ryder. Why do you hate Richard Ryder? He doesn't mean anything. To you? To people. Mm. Sam Alexander is a, a kid who is Latino, who yeah. does grow up in a uh, not the wealthiest circumstances. And he's a young kid, so you can get a younger audience like Spider-Man going out into the universe. And there's representation there. Listen, I'm all for Sam Alexander. He's yeah. the modern one. I'm all for it. I'm just saying, I, I think you can be – have Sam Alexander in the movie without throwing much, so much shade to Richard Ryder. If did, why do you have like, but like, does has Nova ever like changed your life? Have you ever been like sad that like Captain that'd Marvel, like, that'd the be, original Captain that'd Marvel? That'd be like somebody saying like, okay, they're going to bring in Spider Man. Well, obviously, you do the one that matters to people, which is Miles Morales. Why would you ever? Why would you ever fucking bother with dumbass lame Peter Parker? That it's is like, well, so not the same. Because no, because Rich, Richard Ryder has never been like on the forefront of like uh, executives' mind. Like we need to have that. Well, if you're talking about Nova, you're talking about oh Nova, yeah, Richard Ryder. Oh, also Sam Alexander. But Richard Ryder is Nova. If we asked your neighbor, if we went next again, door again, and we asked Sam Alexander, they'd say Sam Alexander. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> I you fucking. We went to my neighbor. They're like, what the fuck? That are 80 year old man. Are they even Wait, sorry. If you about? if you went Nova in a movie, listen, I'm Sam Alexander or Richard Ryder. You definitely do. You definitely do. Listen, you, they did Ghost Rider. All right, and it was the new Ghost Rider. Okay, but again, Johnny hey, that, Blaze. That, that's fair because there was a Johnny Blaze before. There, there was the there were two movies. But you don't need to, you don't need to throw Johnny Blaze under the bus to do the new Ghost Rider. Is all I'm saying. Why not? I'd say, do Sam Alexander. I'm just saying you don't need to write a hate blog about Richard Ryder on top of it. I'll take that hate. <laughs> I'll take it. He, but okay. I think you're right. I think Nova. Actually, I feel well, like let's think about also just more interesting characters. While Richard Ryder does adventures, Sam seems. More compelling. There's more story. There, to pull there are from. definitely compelling stories with Rich Ryder. This is pointless. They're going to do you Sam Alexander. <laughs> They're going to do Sam Alexander. All right. He is more popular than Richard. He's Ryder. the current one. <laughs> it's like saying Simon Baz is more popular than Hal Jordan. Anyway, he's the current one. All right. But um, and, but I think you're right though. And I actually feel like. 100 percent they're going to do a Nova movie yeah. now that you mention it it's like with the and maybe that's why they didn't show xandar in this is because you could open that movie with xandar fuck to shit you could oh and they do they basically do the exact same thing that opened infinity war they're like oh 
no one they shoot a beam off to earth yes and they do it, it's, and then the helmet lands on sam alexander's head and he's like oh shit i'm nova well the way sam's origins are why i find it more interesting is because he is a kid who finds out his dad was a part of it yeah uh and also rocket and gamora are the ones who kind of like come and talk to him like right off the bat which is kind of yeah. cool so they can tie it up with guardians he doesn't need to be a part of the guardians but um the he finds the helmet and he puts it on and it's kind of like uh, how jordan getting the ring from yeah Purple Man. I can't remember what his name is right I've now. Been sir. There you Gosh. go. So it was an S somewhere in that name. Um, but you could do something interesting with that. Also, because Xandar died, they could have just like had an experimental weapon of like the Nova helmet, and they yeah, sent it out. We didn't. We didn't. When we saw the Nova dad, Maybe his dad was Xandarian because they look. John C. Riley is a pasty white man. Yeah, so, he certainly is. The, uh, that would be because we didn't see any of the helmet stuff in. Um, in, when we first saw now they just plowed through all those novas yeah but but you're right and i think that cool thing about it having being like an exper- experimental new thing makes it different than green lantern because yeah. you're going to need to you're going to need to distinguish it and and it's probably literally just green lantern probably exactly <laughs> probably because of the time i grew up the and kyle rayner was my green lantern the idea of like oh no the whole police force is dead you're it is compelling to me yeah uh, so i i'd definitely be down for that that nova story and also the it makes it makes a lot of sense just financially to have a, a Latino because the, the reason they made Coco is because those movies do great yeah in Mexico you know what I mean and also and, it's just cool it's like it's just a different story you can tell and they, please they need to like speed up they need to find a, a like a Shang Chi movie or something because it's like these movies do great in China that demographic is something that's sorely underserved in your movies Silk like, would be an interesting character too because she is Asian American she is but she's also owned by Sony probably so they might want not want to emphasize Y'all that need too to much calm down Sony that Venom movie isn't going to do good you know that you know I, I am I'll good. be interested to see if they do because I can't imagine Shang Chi headlining his own movie I'd, I'd see him more as like a saving grace and like an iron fist like oh I, man iron no fist season two shang sucks chi. but shang chi's cool in it you know what i mean like no offense to shang chi but i feel like he'd probably be joined iron fist probably. but they should find a chinese american or just a straight chinese avenger mm-hmm. to do something with because just on a sheer practical standpoint let alone all the other cool aspects of that just on a sheer like what are you doing Come yeah on. and also i'm kind of bummed when i learned about big hero six actually being a tokyo team but then they were like oh i don't know if audiences are gonna like that so we made san francisco which is great really fun and then the it looks the, super cool the world is cool yeah the world is so cool but it's bummer that you couldn't just make it japan it's just representation well, again, stuff, and, yeah. and especially since those movies i think the american audiences are at a point that we could watch a movie that's set in china and be fine. And Chinese, the Chinese moviegoers would fucking lose their mind as long as you don't fuck it up and do something stupid in it that's like super racist, yeah, un- unintentionally or, or culturally inappropriate or whatever. Like what? You mean the Scarlett Johansson? Doing <laughs> <laughs> a little CG to the eyes. All right. Before we continue on with this scintillating discussion about the future of the Marvel universe, I'd like to take a second to discuss our pals at. The Black Tux, all right? We like to look good. When you're going out to a special event, you want to look snazzy, all right? This is the place to do it. Whether you're going for a stylist-selected outfit or building a custom look, the Black Tux has tons of new suits and tuxedos to choose from for your big spring events, all right? The Black Tux is always changing up their looks, making it fun to try out different suits and tuxedos, even if you have your own suit. Switching up with the Black Tux is always a great idea. With their new fit algorithm, you don't have to awkwardly measure yourself or ask a friend for help the black tux does it for you that's an important thing yeah because it's always i don't like getting measured 
I don't like it. Nobody does, all right? Plus, the Black Tux Free Home Try-On lets you see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. And remember how simple returns are. Wear it, turn some heads, then send it back three days after the event. Shipping is free both ways. That is amazing. Free shipping is where it is at, all right? It makes things so much easier. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the Black Tux. The Black Tux is the easy way for guys to rent suits and tuxedos online, and we got a special deal for you, so listen up. Hey, knock it off. Put that down. Stop touching that. You can get $20 off of your purchase when you visit theblacktux.com slash stupid. That's the Black Tux dot com slash stupid for twenty dollars off of your purchase the black tux premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered hell yeah stop messing around you goofballs back to the show so you specifically had a phase four thing you wanted to suggest yeah miss marvel I feel like she, if you wanted, uh, you have Captain Marvel now, yeah. but if you didn't miss Marvel and you had Nova, you could do a Champions movie, and that would give Marvel a new uh, franchise to have a name behind. Like, you, they built up the Defenders, they yeah. didn't do exactly what they wanted, probably not, but uh, it was still cool to see that there was another team out there. Yes. You got a hint of the Revengers, which never needed a team no. at all, but that's fine. I don't care. Like, that's, that's cool that the Defenders, Revengers, and Avengers have all... Oh my god! All those names have been represented, but the champions is a really cool one because uh, you could deal with younger heroes and introduce audiences to like other characters that are out there. As I well. think that'd be cool. I, I would kind of be surprised if we got a Miss Miss Marvel standalone movie, but she's having her extremely popular. She's right so now. popular, and she's such a cool character. It just it just doesn't seem like what Marvel's been doing. Which I mean, this is the perfect time to to do something different. But having her be a part of a young team. Now, here's the question, though: Do you call it champions? Or do you call it Young Avengers? I actually, as you were speaking, I was like, shit, Young Avengers would sell so much better. Also, you could take some of the Young Avengers characters. Wiccan, Hulkling. Those are the two that I would say you should definitely include. I don't know How if come? you need Because I was just thinking about, I was, like, I was like, you don't have to. In my head, I didn't think Just because I think they're the ones that have crossed over the most into other teams. Mm. Um, it's, it's a young gay relationship, uh, which is interesting. Their mm. powers are really interesting. Uh, Wiccan, you, you get a little, I would change his backstory significantly because it's, it's very so confusing yeah and especially doesn't make much sense in the current mcu um and, and just Both his parents are dead right now yeah 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 super dead yeah and and also i don't know we're in a relationship long enough to have a teenage kid um even as weird as that setup is um but there's so many iron lad would be interesting if you start seeding kang in for later movies Mm, he would be but also complicated yeah, really com- it, it would take a lot more effort than like the infinity stone seeding those because it's time travel it, yeah. it could be really so convoluted and but it's not patriots, a bad idea patriots actually kind of complicated as well pick the new you can pick the new patriot uh who's rayshawn lucas he's good he was okay. teamed up with falcon which is really or fun. make it miss america miss america chavez Everyone loves her right now. Yeah, she maybe makes, like she makes less sense. She's hmm. the paramedic to the multiverse. That sounds super cool, though. It does. What does that mean? I don't know. She, she punches stars out of the universe and flies through them. Star-shaped <laughs> holes. I think we see Sam's not a big fan of Miss America Child. Oh, I read her comic. Well, no, speak- All you fuckers didn't read and she got canceled. I read it, <laughs> and I enjoyed it, but... Hold on, hold on. Actually, we have something that pertains to this, I believe... Nope. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we do have a question here from Damien V. Yeah. At Tortured X Genius. A good question to start. Who would you cast as the Fantastic Four? Also, what Avengers or Avengers level baddie would you personally like to see used in a movie and cast as well? Thanks. Hashtag moist little ear ready. Hashtag always in. Well, we said Kang. Kang is actually the only other like really big big boy yeah, that and I feel like you could play with and that would be as scary as Thanos. Yeah, I agree. And and But I do think that connects to the Fantastic Four because he, like a lot of the big um, MCU bad guys, he was introduced in a Fantastic Four comic. Mm-hmm. I would really, really... Most characters, I feel like, were introduced in a Fantastic it's Four It's interesting. Comic. I actually was talking about this with our, our pal Jason Inman. Uh, I was stopped on their podcast, Geek History Lesson. Shout and, out. And I, we were talking about Superman villains and I was kind of wondering, like, Superman villains have a way of becoming just DCU villains. Yeah. And I was like, is there is there any other characters that whose villains have the same kind of thing? And they're like, Fantastic Four. Because most of... Uh, Kang, uh, Galactus, uh, the list goes on. Doctor Doom. They just mm-hmm. become everybody's bad guy because they're that powerful. I would really, really like to see on-screen classic purple galactus purple big helmet of galactus i would really like to see that and especially if we're doing the internals and stuff like that we can do galactus do you do you want that more than ending world hunger i do not want that more than ending world hunger interesting i just, just wonder what like your priorities more- are just needed to just need to get that out there i would i would like that i would also like a really good doctor doom especially if he's able to interact with the rest of the mcu like uh imagine if the next so like phase four to six builds up to something like secret wars Mm. with Doctor Doom at the center of it. Like, how cool would that be? Very cool. I wouldn't mind Fantastic Four and them being introduced could be, like, backfire from them resetting anything in Avengers 4. Yeah. It'd be really cool because it's just random cosmic radiation that changes them. You could streamline that a little bit and have yeah. it tied to... Because probably something really cosmic level is going to happen. Yep. I mean, you have to fix the universe, so yeah, it's going to. So if there were if there were side effects, you could set that up for a really cool way for the future of the MCU to go forward and the Fantastic Four could be the it, take the like the subtitle from America a little bit like they could be the paramedics to the multiverse because they always deal with multiverse um, threats they deal with big threats they are scientists so cool quote, and they have powers and that's really you cool you could also I think it'd be really interesting is if uh, since they broke up the Fantastic Four I think Sue Storm has been a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. she ran it yeah. reverse it have her have been an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then she got pulled on this project with Reed Richards and Ben Grimm. But her and, and Johnny Storm could have been Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's cool. And now they're, you know what I mean? You can and he stuff. was a pilot. Yeah. yeah. Johnny was a pilot for it. That'd be really cool. I'd be, I'd, that'd be so rad. I think I think their, the tone of their stories, I feel like the MCU could do a really great job with those characters. I thought it would be so funny. I was like, hey, do you remember that pilot that Bucky kicked into that engine and the, the fire came out? Johnny Storm March. <laughs> <laughs> He reassembled uh-huh. himself <laughs> as that living flame, Johnny Storm. Storm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the human the torch. Um, <laughs> also, coming out of Avengers Four, you have a really good opportunity to introduce the Thunderbolts because the Thunderbolts, yeah, we were talking about yeah, that. the Thunderbolts came out of um, Heroes Reborn, which the all the every hero is fighting onslaught, which is a complicated character. Looks super cool though, and Franklin Richards. The the son of the son of uh, uh, Sue, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible, creates a pocket dimension that all the non mutant heroes, all the heroes that weren't selling so well, <laughs> went to, so they could kind of soft reboot them. Uh-huh. Captain America, Iron Man, the Avengers, um, and in their absence on the main Earth, 
the Thunderbolts were introduced and the Thunderbolt and, and the and it was one of the best twists in the history of comics because they Marvel is marketing this new superior team, the Thunderbolts, da da da. End of issue one, you find out they're all Avengers enemies that That's have cool. rebranded themselves as heroes. That's a little challenging in MCU because most of the villains haven't made it. Yeah, Baron but, Zemo. But what you could do is have them be normal criminals that are given special enhancing abilities mm-hmm. as kind of like a replacement like hey we're going to give you superpowers suicide to replace, squad basically mm-hmm. um but that movie wasn't it made a lot of money but the it wasn't idea like it was cool too yeah it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the most well-regarded thing so there is a, an opportunity for marvel to kind of like oh wait do their thing with it you mm-hmm. know not a bad idea thunderbolts i think would be really interesting i like those characters yeah and also just have it be more dynamic like you open up this the if guardians 3 is the end of the guardians franchise do nova and he goes out and sees all the weirdness of space and you can have some fun with that which is really interesting you could have uh, more spider characters because who doesn't love those fantastic four would be a cool new team yeah you could have a young team with miss marvel and nova now, as a part of it so da, 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 ben gross or gross i don't want to sorry <laughs> dftba ben 101 yeah uh what if Comca- comcast steals fox away from disney how does this affect mcu x-men and deadpool doesn't affect mcu it's fine it stays where it is well but here's the thing. We just made a bunch of suggestions for characters that they now don't have access oh, to. Oh, no, just MCU now. It doesn't affect what is there. Our, suge- our suggestions aside, it doesn't change. Yeah, but as, as we're talking about the potential future... Mm-hmm. You could talk... I mean, you just, again, remove Fantastic Four and X-Men, any, anything regarding so that. So you just stay... You focus on Nova, possibly the Thunderbolts. I mean, it would be so cool if the X-Men were a part of all Young Avengers. This. I feel Young Avengers will happen yeah and it's a really cool idea and yeah. like because you could have younger versions or variants on some heroes like patriots a variant on captain america so yeah. that's cool iron lad variant on iron man but you could also throw in like miss marvel and nova and whatnot because it's still interesting and you have a good excuse to have them in there as well because again if the main avengers like if it if it ends with thor cap and iron man are basically gone mm-hmm. you could have a bunch of young kids like oh shit we should do something about that i think also actually calling it champions might be better for branding than young avengers even though if you sold it as young avengers it just seems like a derivative instead of just like something new yeah um, i feel like marvel could get away with it either way yeah <laughs> what <Shocking>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no they, they'd be fine um but it would be and, fun and, to have deadpool and whatnot show up in like these marvel movies and they are kind of under a different banner from disney they yeah. do have the, some rules that they cannot do yeah uh but they can still do r-rated movies because clearly deadpool deadpool 2 makes they just make all the money yeah they're not going to stop making that money um the other thing with calling it champions as opposed to young avengers is the avengers aren't going anywhere yeah there will probably it it just won't include the characters that it'll include black panther captain marvel doctor strange maybe kate bishop but also i wouldn't mind her being on that team. definitely you know and maybe that's a good way to do if they're talking about doing a black widow movie which of course why why is it taken so long Mm mm-hmm Maybe that's how you do a Hawkeye movie. You have it be because uh, he clearly wants to retire. Mm. Have him train him training Kate Bishop. So it's kind of a Kate Bishop movie, but Jeremy Renner's still there. There was I texted Eric Voss, who does new rock star stuff. He was doing a yeah. Where's Hawkeye video, and I was like, Hey, it'd be really cool if he was recruiting Kate Bishop to do a mission or something. Yeah. But like based on what they're talking about, that's probably not what's happening. But no. it would be cool. He's probably going to be super fucking depressed in Avengers Four. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if we were to guess, his family probably got. Yep. Got. 
and they're permanent. They're the ones that get to stay permanently dead for Why? some reason. Why? Because everyone hates Hawkeye. One of my favorite jokes in Deadpool too. It's like I'm just. What, what does he say? My only superpower now is growing uh, co- tumors. Yeah, tumors. I mean, give me a bow and arrow. I'm basically just Hawkeye. <laughs> Iqbal Hassan. Uh, be honest. How cool would it be if they made a Savage Island movie, kind of like Jurassic Park, but with superheroes trying to survive and get off the island? Heroes like Spider-Man and Hawkeye on the island would be perfect, and maybe throw in some villains like Craven and Bullseye. Uh, Savage Land. I. F- think might be tied up with the x-men or fantastic four something like that it seems up their alley because uh, most of the times as growing up that i was exposed to savage land it was always the x-men mm-hmm. for me it was i reread like spider-man like met moon boy and devil dinosaur jesus christ they really want to make that devil dinosaur show like more than anything in the world they want to do that um i mean i wouldn't mind it but it's not like super important to me if you threw a dinosaur in an avengers movie it's just gonna make me happy mm-hmm. uh but no i don't i personally don't need that if they did it you know i'm already gonna see it five times in theaters <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. That is how it works. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of... Um, also, talking about stuff we'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see some... Especially... Uh, I'm not going to say anything, but Solo has something that ties into the Star Wars shows. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, why can't Marvel do that? That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have a in Phase with- 4, if you need, if you don't know what characters to work with, you got four good... Five good characters. Four, four good, good characters. characters on Netflix <laughs> that you could play around with. Street level. Yeah. Everyone loves that I'm- shit. And it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see if maybe they'll try and like. So if they do a Champions movie, right? It's mm-hmm. basically like, "Fuck you, Runaways." We're going to do our own Young Heroes thing. Spider Man is almost like, "Fuck you, Defenders." We're going to do our own street level thing. It'd be interesting if they tried to do a darker, a darker street. Like if they tried to do Moon Knight for a movie instead of doing it for a show. Although I was thinking about it, it's like that character is so complicated. Mm-hmm. It's like you you kind of have to do a show with him. You got to spend some time. Yeah, you got to put the work in. Uh, we have one more tweet here that I wanted to ask. Yes. Uh, Isabella at Decabot Overlord. Shout out. You've been a good supporter of the show for a long time. What other superhero movies do you think they'll make the they'll make that have to be set in the past, like Captain Marvel, versus introducing new superheroes in the current timeline? I don't know about probability, but it's not the worst idea to do stuff that's set in the past, like the Black Widow Black Widow movie being set like during the 90s. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there is an argument to be made for setting the fantastic four during like the sixties, uh, just because that's when the character's heyday was. Although I would rather see them with the new characters. And especially you brought up a lot of good ways that the events of uh, Avengers four could create a need for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In, in the current timeline. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I'm trying to think of ones because it makes sense for Captain Marvel to be set in the 90s to kind of explain where she's coming from. But you have to find a reason. If you're going to cross them over, you have to find a reason like, why are they? what have they been up to for this whole time? If Fantastic Four was set in the 70s and it was like very 70s or 60s era technology. Yeah. And for some reason, they got like kind of locked in a bubble of time until they open back up in the present. Could be kind of cool. Very kind of Captain America-esque. Like yeah. Being frozen. And I wouldn't hate it. Like if you set anything that far on a back, it's like bring in Haley Atwell. Mm-hmm. Have them just like, come on. Just please. Yeah. Please. That was something I was thinking about. I think I brought this up before. It occurred to me how cool it would have been, especially since we know that the Defenders probably will not cross over with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. If you just set all that stuff in the 70s. You know no, we I mean? did. We talked about yeah. that before. And it's like, and then bring Haley Atwell back for mm-hmm. a cameo because she's around and I'm, and she's great. Please. She's great. Just do it Adrian once. Carter's great. Um, Is that, there anybody else that could be? I mean, X-Men could be the same thing where like for some reason they've been around for a while, but they've intentionally hid themselves because they have mutant powers. Of course they could hide themselves from the public, but you just get little instances of like powered people, but no one knows that they are actually like, this is a different form. This is 
the next step of human evolution. So watching Legion, I was thinking about like, Good well, show. it have to be Patrick Stewart as his dad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, James McAvoy is too young. And then I realized James McAvoy's Professor X is probably like 60 as of Dark Phoenix because he was in his 30s in Avengers First Class, right? And each movie's mm-hmm. a decade later. He was in his 20s because he had just gotten out of college. Cool. All right, but, but you so so his twenties, and then and so then there's a decade be- before Days of Future Past, and then another decade before Apocalypse, and now another decade. So he's like fifty, mm-hmm. and it's James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, maybe he could be mm-hmm. David Holler's dad. Maybe it could work, but he looks younger than him. He looks younger <laughs> to the same age as David Holler. One hundred percent. The timeline on those. I did on the new episode of Legion. They mentioned that uh, Bombay is now Mumbai, and that didn't happen until 1995. And he, she mentioned it like it was in the past. So yeah. if you want to make the timeline more, confusing. all I'm trying to say is I want Patrick Stewart to show up on oh. the show. Anyway, Legion's great. Legion is great. And imagine if Legion was part of the MCU. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let him around the kids. <laughs> I wouldn't let. Not that he's like super bad, hey, but listen, he, he has Deadpool, the Shadow King attached to him. Him and Deadpool can go hang out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I wouldn't mind Deadpool showing up in the MCU. I know you gotta you gotta dumb him down. You gotta not dumb him down, you gotta put parental con- controls up, but you can also have some fourth wall breaking jokes where you can like have Disney's like Mickey Mouse sign show up. Yeah, I would like I would like if if they do come over, keep doing Deadpool, but maybe have some of the Avengers people pop into his his movie. I don't know who. Spider Man. I don't want that kid. I don't want that kid being around that adult. But but I mean, we're gonna do it. Hey, so what are you gonna ar- do? He was a good around Julian Dennison's character. Man, Julian Dennison's so good. I wouldn't mm. mind having him in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, he's so, on the champion. So for you, your phase four, the phase four we're kind of suggesting here: Nova, mm-hmm. Champions, possibly Thunderbolts. Miss Marvel uh, is. I think she should. So be you a think Miss Marvel? She should be a tentpole. So we have Nova and Miss Marvel have their own standalones, and they team up in Champions. No. That makes sense. Is there another young person you think could do their own movie? I don't know. Barring a Miles. Why, now, here's a question. Is Peter Parker's young Spider-Man part of the Avengers or part of the Champions? Champions. That would probably get more asses in the seats for Champions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Um, I'd watch that. Yeah. Also, Black Panther and Captain Marvel being the leaders of like MCU after this is kind of a cool idea. That's cool. Also, for your Champions, so you've got Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Miss Marvel, uh, Nova, um, uh, Shuri and who's the team leader of the champions easy Grandmaster so Jeff Goldblum is yes the, 100% yes. I'm on board and he just does it gives everyone's uh, eyeliner when they're sleeping it's just like <laughs> this is this is what we do here now <laughs> melting <laughs> random like people he's like never the kids yeah. but just like random people who come to bug them I want and then uh, the spin-off movie that we didn't mention but of course is going to happen is Grandmaster and the Collector and their space shenanigans uh, hell yeah <laughs> please and thank you I would love that but Let's ask the people at home. What yes. do you guys think? Yes. What do you guys want for Phase 4? And how much are you going to cry in Avengers 4? That's a bigger question. Mm-hmm. Be honest. And you can write that in uh, over on iTunes, five-star review. Yes, please. Let us know over there. We appreciate it. Also, just join our newsletter at OnlyStupidAnswers.com. You can find where to listen to us, our videos, Patreon, merch, events, everything. Go check that out. Uh, don't miss out. At Sam Basher, at DJ Talk Trash, yes. everywhere that matters for both of us. ChaosTheoryComic.com, DJ. Yes, please go, please go support that comic. Let's help make this comic happen. It's doing. It's off to a great start. Um, but let's, let's see it through to the end. ChaosTheoryComic.com. Hell yes. We love you guys. Uh, just if you guys didn't know, only stupid answers on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, everywhere that matters. Twitter is only stupid answers. You ain't got the from stupid. But then full name everywhere else. You don't want to miss out. We got a very cool project coming up soon. Yes, and that's all the teas we're gonna say. 
DJ and I have to go build stuff. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's it. All right. Any last words? No. Cool. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Go. Same died. <laughs>